Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Forgotten is a new podcast about hundreds of young women who have disappeared and turned up dead in Juarez, Mexico, right across the border from El Paso, Texas. It's a story about borders, migration, and corruption. We talk to victims' families, FBI agents, and a former U.S. ambassador to understand why these crimes have remained unsolved. Listen to Forgotten Women of Juarez on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. We are a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship. And also, we do some stuff in studio. It's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joyride, all right? You never know what you're going to get, except we do tell you up top. Do you see what I'm saying, you guys? So you do know what you're going to get. And if you read the description of the show... Well, you know then exactly you're very you're much aware get. of what you're going to get. But if you look the at the pictures is... on the tweets <laughs> and the Instagram, you exactly know what you're going to get. It's unlike a box of chocolates in that way. Hey, Naomi. Hi, Hi my love. Hi, how you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling morally and spiritually fulfilled. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you why? Tell I'm me why. That. I'm feeling it deep down tell in me my why. ethical center <laughs> in my Below my sternum, underneath my heart. Tell it. I saved a bird's life. Yeah, I know. I was there. We saved a bird's life. But Andy did do most of the work. Okay, let me break it down. (laughs) We were leaving a friend's house, and as we were walking, I noticed, this is in Harlem, in New York, and and I noticed, like, a bird on the ground, and it's, like, up against the building. And I kind of was like, Andy, look at that bird. And then because Andy... Is like such a kind, sweet soul. There is a touch of caucasity to it as well. But because he is a kind, sweet <laughs> oh. soul, and he was like, oh my God, we have the to help. Shade. We have to help him. And 
because I got and I was like, I was like, okay. And then because things, I was like on board because I watched too many dodo videos, which is like all about people helping animals. So Andy was like, I'm gonna go to that bodega and get a box. You did say, well, we looked up how to save a bird and said you put it in a box. But I, I <laughs> you were like, should we film this for the dodo? Well, I literally was like, what I don't get, having now been in an anim- animal savior situation. I now need to know who the person is who's filming this at every point. Because when you're in the middle of this do or die, Googling how to save a bird, running to a bodega, explaining to them you're not a crackhead, who has the time and the energy and the dexterity to be filming this shit? Yes. Who's doing that in when you in the trenches? I will say this. This was a real ass animal savior situation. It was real ass. I mean- When I went to the bodega, the guy- when I asked for it, it was one of those situations where there's just a pause in the conversation. <laughs> and then as as the person you're talking to is like processing, I'm just like, is this, is he putting me on? He's, <laughs> what? And then like there was a, a, a just a, a pregnant pause and, and then he gets me a box and we put the, look, this wasn't no shit bird, all right? This wasn't a shit bird. I don't know. This wasn't like uh, a mangy rooster or something. This was a starling. All right. Oh, a starling. Of course, Andy did not know it was a starling until we took him to be saved. I knew it was a special bird, though. Well, yes, it you can see, has, you know, uh, starling's got those like iridescent feathers. Well, yeah, and you obviously knew something was wrong because, like, obviously any bird you approach would normally fly away. And so we were literally standing over this bird trying to figure out what to do, and it would like it couldn't really get away, and it would like kind of like try to slide over to avoid us. And I was like, oh my god, this bird is hurting. And so, literally, we're Googling not just how do you save a bird, but then the next question is, where do we take the damn bird? We up in Harlem. Where do you take a bird when you in Harlem? Yeah, I'm not taking it back to our place so that the cats can just eat it. I'm just like, or for it to just sit in a box. I'm like, it, this bird needs something we can't provide. So, we're literally Googling. SNL, get on that. Bird in a box? Come on. <laughs> Anna, Bowen, what are you doing? Write this, <laughs> write this up. So, we literally are, are standing there Googling. And then we're trying to get the bird in the box without hurting it, but also without touching it because it would not have liked that. We managed- Also, I'm not going to touch a bird. You're going <laughs> to touch a bird? You, of all people, Naomi, you're just going to touch a wild bird with all the bird diseases going around? The- no! We could be patient zero for whatever the next crazy pandemic flu is. Just you mean from- bird flu? Yeah, just from stroking a starlin. Stroking a starlin. Look, long story short, Naomi goes off to hang out with our friend. No, but let me explain. I, I take the bird to the Wild Bird Fund in the Upper West Side. But I'm going to tell you, okay, I already had plans. I had somewhere to be, okay? And mm. I was already late. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I become a person who's like, hey, sorry I'm running late. Had to save a bird we found on 129th. It's like, who am I? And then I was like, Andy, are you good? I helped Andy hail a cab. I opened the door for him as he was holding the bird in a box, and I closed the door, and I said, keep me posted. And So I get to the Wild Bird Fund, and it's this uh, storefront uh, on the Upper East Side, West West, Side, sorry, Upper West, and you go in, and when I went in, uh, the first thing I saw was a bunch of geese and ducks just walking around, feeding from these big circular troughs. (laughs) very into this farm moment on the Upper West. There was, if you walk down this one hallway, there was a gull sitting there. <laughs> this feels, just chilling out. This feels so surreal. In, a sitting gull. It really was. It felt like uh, it felt like a David Lynch kind of moment. Oh, I like wish I had been there. Like when you told, I was like, God, I wish I could have gone, but I really didn't want to cancel on my friend. And but- then uh, next to the door, there was a woman. I want to believe it was a rocking chair, but I'm just, I think it was just a normal chair. Uh, and she has like I think scrubs on, but I think she's just wearing like a one of those uh, plastic raincoat type things, you know, that you can like fold up and and put like a poncho. Yeah, ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has like um, a paper towel kind of thing under her, and she. Uh, and gloves on, and I believe she had a thing on, like a hospital thing. I may be making this all up in oh, my head. Oh God! But uh, well, now but I don't want to. She had hear some. It. Well, no, no. I just mean like in my mind, she had like a thing over her hair, like that you get in a hospital. Yeah, hairnet. She's yeah, covered. Yeah. She's yeah, fully yeah. covered. She's, She's giving fully you covered. Med- medical realness. With and she is holding a pigeon, mm-hmm. and I smile at her. And while they're like helping the starling, because mm-hmm. uh, I gave it to one of the vets that was there, and she goes, "I'm Reiki healing this pigeon." Can you believe a grown ass woman 
is Reiki healing a pigeon on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. What is happening to us all? And that's why there's so many empty storefronts in Manhattan. Because everyone's, it's filled up with people Reiki healing pigeons. And no business can survive there anymore. <laughs> I think that's like, I was like, literally like, what? so again, I hear about these gulls just now, but when I heard about Reiki healing a pigeon, I was like, fuck, I need new material. <laughs> why wasn't I there for literally the greatest thing I could have ever seen? But you did the Lord's work, and it turns out, right, did, didn't they say that, like, even though there's only, like, a 50% chance, it was very good that you brought that starling in? Right, because if you leave birds out on the ground, uh, rats are just going to eat them in New York. So you let that what? be a lesson to you. If you see a, a bird in pain, uh, don't just leave it sitting on the ground. Uh, do something about it, So, that it, especially in major cities, so that <laughs> rats don't have a feast. Honestly, New York, city that never sleeps. You don't get to rest, okay? You the can't take a load that off. never sleeps. So you... prevent the rats from having a feast. Oh, wow. Maybe you are a rapper. Uh, speaking <laughs> of two dope, cool, flavorful dudes, what? I'm going to keep going. This first set we want to bring to you is from Ronnie Chang and Roy Wood Jr. And we are so excited. They are comics, they are actors, and they are both correspondents on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. You've also seen Ronnie in Crazy Rich Asians, and Roy's latest special, No One Loves You, drops this Friday, January 25th, on Comedy Central. So you know what? Consider this an amuse-bouche. Roll it. Yeah. Hey everybody. We've never been on the same stage at the same time. No, we haven't. It's always one after the other. Yeah. Also, I love how they said it's Ronnie Chang and Roy Wood Jr. So it's nice to be watching. Why do you dress for a Daily Show segment? What? What do you mean? Like, why, oh, this why, is my Sunday shit, Yeah, man. why like, you dress like your... Because I never get to dress like this otherwise. I have to wear a fucking suit every day at the job. Yeah, so well... So I fucking get to look hey, intimidating In America, I represent more than myself here. I got to always dress up all the time. Other people think What's Asian people like? look sloppy. What's that What's like, bro? Like that pressure of, like, representing... Yeah. For minority hell. culture against you know, the stereotype. You know what? I've never experienced yeah. that at all. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, the, the black stereotypes are very well established, okay? People don't know what the fuck we do. That's true. Y'all are new. I start hanging out at a, at a bus stop, you know, eating crackers, and suddenly that becomes an Asian thing. Right? <laughs> Everything you, I do. Is... Have you experienced since, since your appearance in the movie Crazy Rich Asians, 100 million at the box office? 200. 200, 200 million. But who's counting? 200. It was 200. We don't care about 200. overseas shit. 100 billion. <laughs> It's two. It's two hundred domestic. Office. Domestic box office is two hundred. But who? Who's Since that movie, have you felt a different energy as an Asian, not just as an actor and being on TV, but do you feel like people are nicer a little bit? Do people come up and give you the crazy rich jokes and goofy uh, shit like that? No, I'm definitely feeling the energy of being rich and famous. Yeah, that that's definitely <laughs> changed a bit. Um, no, I think people have been very nice about it. I, I feel like also people don't don't know if I'm in the movie and they don't want to be racist, so they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's because ah. I get a lot of this look on the street, like, <laughs> <laughs> like unsure, and yeah, and then they, they they go like, "Are you?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." And then that's and fucked up. <laughs> Don't do that to white people. They, yeah, they're going out on a limb to speak to you, and then if, you fucking make them feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's been two times when people will say, "Hey, man, I just want to say I loved you in the movie," and I'm like, "Oh, which movie? Crazy Rich Asians?" I'm like, "Oh, oh." Thank you so much, but I actually wasn't in that movie. But thanks so much, yeah. And Don't then if do old. that, but you were. <laughs> Although white people, that is a very safe move that you could do now. Just tell minorities you love them in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and just never name the movie. Just say you love the movie. Don't even say you love them in it. Just say I love uh, that movie. The, yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I I haven't. You're probably. As a, I can say this confidently as a 40-year-old man, I think, I'm pretty sure you're my first Asian friend. That's awful. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was kicking Asians out of my <laughs> life or anything. That, well, that's I'm just all. saying, as the social circumstances presented themselves, I mean, you know, um, that's my, my only a terrible. Burn. That's not only a terrible truth, that's a terrible thing to admit. Why no, that's, that? yeah. but you have to remember where I'm from. I'm from Alabama. <laughs> we didn't get Asians till like, 03, 04. <laughs> 
And I left for L.A. in 07, so I, didn't, I wasn't there long enough to make friends. Okay. Wait, but you were in L.A. since 07. Okay. And so then you just work. You don't have time to no, make no, friends. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You are. You're disguising how worthy. I didn't say I used to be a racist and I'm a reformer. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I don't think you're racist. I think you want very welcoming in your heart to. Exactly. So circumstances finally presented themselves where I would be around a person of a different culture on a regular basis, and it's fucking awesome. That's what I was trying to say this whole goddamn time. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I guess. I, didn't I don't know. I didn't say, you know what, man? I used to fucking hate Asians. But then I met Ronnie. You didn't say that, but you kind of did. That's, I just said you were my first. I didn't say I didn't want to. Okay, you know well, what? fine. Anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, you're, <sighs> my, you're also my first black friend. How about that? Oh, what? See? <laughs> it's warm. I love how everyone was so angry at that. When <laughs> he says, I'm his first Asian friend, everyone's laughing their asses off. I'm not even from America. There's no African-Americans outside America. No, no. Don't use where you're from and the racial influences the there as a reason. What the fuck are you reason. talking about? I have more of an excuse of not knowing black people than you do of not knowing Have Asian you been people. to Alabama in the 90s? Do you know <laughs> how few Asians there were in I, the 90s in Alabama? I only moved to America three years ago. I, th people were shocked. Like, did they not know that? They think I've, I've lived in New York my whole life and I've only never had a black friend. But, but you have to grade that on the curve, though, because you went to college in America before you officially I didn't go to college here. in America. What are you talking where, about? Where, where the fuck were you up in Massachusetts I, I, for? I thought I was your one Asian friend. You don't know anything about me? You didn't okay. go. You said you were, a, you were a kid. You were here for, yeah, you were I here. I, you got a sneak preview of America no, before you fucking moved here. I know, don't but a, Asians don't go to college when they're four years old, okay? I, I was four years old. I didn't go. How old were you when you got your American sneak preview before you officially I was, I was like moved? three to seven. See, that's enough. But it was in... <laughs> But, but it was in preschool. You didn't have any black friends. There were no Man black children. Are there black people in Manchester, New Hampshire? Okay, None. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this, there was no one. It was just me and uh, some yeah, some other people. You knew when I, you know when I knew you were gonna be cool because when, when you started the Daily Show, it's already a stressful ass job that you're not trying to fuck up. But then they give me and Ronnie an office together. We're the only correspondents in the building that share an office. And it's in the far corner. It's, it's the furthest away from everything. <laughs> and there's a couch. And the way the office was configured when we first came in, when you open the door, you can see in our office from clear from the other side of the building. Literally, the most important office in the building is this glass room. And you can literally look down the hall and see straight into our office, like 60-yard shot. Me and Ronnie both agreed. The first day in the office, we go, yo, man, we got to nap on this couch. We got to move this couch <laughs> to this wall. So no one can see us napping <laughs> in this office if we decide to nap. And that's when I was like, all right, he's going to be a cool motherfucker. He's right. pro-nap. I, I knew you were going to be cool when I said, hey, Roy, do you mind if I just take a quick nap on this couch? I'm just really jet-lagged. And you said, man, I don't give a fuck if you fuck in this room, man. <laughs> just, just let me know before you do it. That's all I don't care about. I I'm had like, a lot yeah, of roommates in college. Cool. I did a lot of weird stuff. And also, that was my impersonation of you, by the way. I hope that was okay. Yeah, that was, was that? That, that, was, that was spot okay. on. That's okay, about great. what I would say. <laughs> I tried to say my man with an E. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I, it's, it's also convenient because Ronnie can just literally just fucking roll his office chair over to me and get black Twitter translations. Dude. <laughs> so much. Like when black people say man. What's up, man? Versus man. M-A-N-E. On Twitter, by the way. So yeah. it's, this is, it takes more letters to say man on Twitter than it does man. So there's something the up with that. Yeah. It's the emotion. You have to understand. That yeah, so what is to, it? The emotion has to come through. Like, what's up, man? Versus, what's up, man? Like, yeah. it's a different right. energy. That extra E adds e. a step, closes a distance, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Over here is man. But it's like, what's up, man? Yeah. See, this Versus, is stuff. what's up, man? Yeah. See, it's a different energy. I, I know, I can feel it when you do it. In, on, on Twitter, it's hard to read. When someone says, you know, <laughs> fuck you, man. You. Which, and, <laughs> fuck, yeah, that. No, that is the Which wrong I get outlook. a lot on Twitter. And I'm like, what does this mean? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, um, sir. I don't understand what you're saying. Can you please? I've also enjoyed watching Ronnie's. Like, cause I'm not a New Yorker. I consider and act like I'm a native New Yorker, but it's, it's interesting to see someone not from America become more comfortable with the sounds of the city. Because our <laughs> office is also on the <laughs> street side of the building, and so there's... Wait, don't tell them that. They're fucking... They, it's 
gonna Google, come in with drones. Google, motherfucker, they ain't know that Yeah, they're gonna drone in and they're gonna throw rocks and stuff. Don't, don't tell people. <laughs> it's going on the internet. It's podcast. Don't so, let yeah, so. It's a security, it's yeah, a security our, issue. Our, our, yeah, delete that out. Yeah, yeah delete, delete that. that. You so. are the most paranoid guy I know, by the way. You're the guy who fucking wanted, when you when he was yeah, having a baby, he looked up baby trackers to track his location. Yeah, in case my kid gets kidnapped. It's called a track mode, and the battery lasts three days, and it's a wonderful... I should do an advertisement for him on this podcast. Tiles. Great yeah, little bit. Yeah, <laughs> tiles are good, but they rely on other people's Bluetooth to connect, to communicate, yeah, so you he can't knows use... He's trying to figure out how to track, track his baby. Track straight, fucking 4G antenna. You don't need strangers. We can talk after the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. I am. I'm. I'm legit. That that that's a true statement. Ronnie yeah. is on on the head about that. I I'm very I much a head on the swivel kind of guy. Cause John Oliver used to get fucking death threats. Right. So yeah, when John Oliver was working at the Daily Show, he used to fucking get death threats. But now, thankfully, there's like ten political shows, so the crazies it, yeah. are spread evenly it's diluted. throughout. The, the, yeah. The stalkers are diluted between ten shows. Yeah, now, so we got, yeah. truthfully, so yeah. you can be a little more at ease. But no, I don't yeah. fucking play that. I'm shit. sorry, I interrupted you. You're saying how awesome I am. My point is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's been interesting because the first year at the office, you can hear every like once a month you can hear a crackhead arguing with a wino, <laughs> and it used to concern Ronnie. Like it used to be like, "What do you want, motherfucker?" You <laughs> and Ronnie would like stop typing and go to the window. I'm like, "Don't you go to that window?" Now we're like three years in, and just motherfucker, what do you want to do? And Ronnie's just like, whatever. They just <laughs> nothing's gonna happen. You're very comfortable in the states, yeah. man. It's thanks cool. so much. Yeah, it's that a lot. Thanks to you, you were a very good guide to America. I, I moved here from basically from scratch, and a lot yeah. of stuff I had to ask you about. You you yeah. introduced me to the comedy landscape in America was cool. You always introduced me to uh, black people. In America, which was nice. Baseball. Um, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Um, and, and you're very. That's the thing. You're a very worldly person. You keep. You know. You're self-deprecating with the, with the self. Uh, you're from the South Al Alabama and all that. But you're actually a very worldly person by American standards, which. <laughs> okay. Which thank you. I guess. I don't know. And 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 by that I mean you eat Waffle House only every other week is. Yeah, I took you to your first Waffle House. Yeah, you took me to my first Waffle House, which was horrific. Um, yeah. I, I, I know I you'll never do it again, <laughs> but you had to experience it. No, I had it. to. I had to, but also I love walking to Waffle House and going, I know this place from World Star. <laughs> <laughs> it has its own category of fights. <laughs> Waffle House fights on World Star. I was like, man, I've been watching this place for, for, for like a year, and I'm finally in here. All right, when's the fight going to start? Let's it Can was I so embarrassing. Throw the grits on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you take me to eat? Where did you take me on the Lower East Side? Dude, I took you to eat. The, I always bring you to the best fucking. But I I took this guy because my my wife is Vietnamese and um, we love eating Vietnamese food. And this guy comes into the office one day confidently, 39 years old. He comes in. He goes, "You know what, Ronnie? I'm 39 now." eating his Dunkin' Donuts, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I've had all the food. <laughs> I've had all of it. There's nothing left to eat. I've eaten it all. And I'm like, I am very sure you have not eaten, like, have you, and then he's like, what do you mean? I've had pizzas, I've had fucking Subway, I've had Denny's. You know, he's well, a road dog. He's one of the OG road dog comics. He's been to every state. He's eaten every fucking, you know, franchise. Yeah, I just know new food. Yeah, I, and I, I, like, so he goes like, yeah, I think I'm done, That's man. What, yeah, if I'm at 39, I don't want to try nothing new. I, I've had it. I got my rotation. And That's what I was trying to say. I know. And I was like, I kept, and I was like, Roy, have you ever, have you it eaten? It was so bad. Have, have you eaten, like, um, have you ever eaten Vietnamese food? And he was like, mm, no, not really. I was like, fuck, you cannot claim to have eaten everything. You haven't eaten anything in Southeast Asia. Because so I, I haven't done a show in Southeast Asia. If I get booked there, no, I'd eat it. No, in New York City, you don't need to go Southeast Asia to eat Southeast Asian food, right? <laughs> and so, and so I, took him, I, I took him to Hanoi House. Uh, great restaurant, I love it. Um, and I took him and he ate, and I was like, tr like you know, being really like, um, selective who I gave him. I didn't give him anything weird. It was all fucking he cut He was treating meats. me like a black mama yeah, like from the South. It's like... <laughs> I think you like this one, mm -mm, baby. Yeah, I don't, yeah, mm -mm. What's in it? <laughs> I'm breaking shit open. I'm trying to analyze yeah, the yeah. content. So just eat it. <laughs> and then he ate it, and then I think he liked most of it. Most Fucking of it was like suspicious. He was like eating it suspiciously. 
he at the end of it he told me honestly that he loved it and oh he doesn't God. he doesn't really lie to me when the, when the, we're in the office we're like the most honest to each other we talk shit about everything and um <laughs> so he said i really liked it and he said the best part about vietnamese food was after he ate it he didn't feel like shit <laughs> and i was this like true. yeah man you're not supposed to feel like shit after eating any food it was such a it was such like a new feeling for him to eat something and go, I mean, hey man, this was like, yeah. But I, I thought that's what food's supposed to be. I don't be. feel like dying afterwards. You eat it and then you reflect upon all the mistakes you've made <laughs> in life. Yeah. I, all right, I think uh, we should yeah, go. Yeah, we should uh, go. You guys have been awesome. Thanks for, thanks for thank listening. Thank you guys a lot, man. Appreciate it. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Some of my favorites. Oh, Naomi. my God. Oh, welcome back, everyone, by the way. Hello. We're back here, Naomi and Andy. And we... Here in the studio. Roy and Ronnie, some of my favorites. Oh. Um, they both been on my podcast. I've interviewed them. And they're really... They're Not only are they some of the funniest stand-ups, but they're also, like, really nice people. Yeah, they're, like, real. They're real deals, and they're so... Buddy, I can't even handle that. When Roy was like, I'm from Alabama. We didn't get Asian people till 03. I was like, oh my God, you are hilarious. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, Wild Bird Fund is great. I know we were just kind of like goofing off and, and making some jokes, but they were genuinely a wonderful organization. They really helped. Yeah. Um, I so. mean, that's the, look, somebody was willing to Reiki heal a bird, okay? That's what I call going to any lengths for all God's creatures. So it was totally, totally dope of you to do it and of them to help. But actually, you know, the bird incident does make me think of something else that I've been thinking about since our trip. Because we found the bird as we were leaving a friend's house, a friend of ours with a toddler. And uh, that was one of many child-related experiences we had in our last visit to New York that really had me thinking... All my friends got children. Everyone's got children. Almost all of them have little boys, which is like, are we still doing that? You know, <laughs> constantly questioning. Um, but also, it's just so funny because it really made me feel, it's like, I thought I was an adult, and now there's a new thing you have to do to be really adult, which is now make another human, and I'm not doing that. Nope. But we also fully agree we don't want to do that. No. So... um. But so like it's not that it's not a question of like when are we gonna have kids, but it's just so interesting to be around everyone with kids now, and it's like it feels like we're in the in between, like we are fully coupled and homebodies and in our relationship, but at the same time, we don't have kids, which is the ultimate in being tethered. Like everybody with kids, like here's my point. I'm like halfway into people with kids because like I love coming and sitting at your house. I'm all about getting dinner at seven p.m. You know what I mean? The things that parents are into. But at the same time, I really wish you and I could have a conversation with this child without this child butting in every 10 seconds. These toddlers, I'm like, you are not as interesting as you think you are. Look at me. Look at me. We get it. You're playing with your Donkey Kong figurines. (laughs) But the thing is, I will say you more than me, you're much better at playing on kids' level and, like, staying with them. Like, I don't Try I don't like the kids. mind of a child. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, I am. Exactly. Um, but you're also very patient. But, and it's not, look, look. I am not, patient. I am kind. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm not Cruella DeVille. I do it's need the rest to of clarify. That I do. I like children. They're very sweet and darling. But there's not much you can do with them, especially when they're not yours. So it's just kind of like, all right, you here. I came to talk to your mama, but you want to butt in and show me some train you got a month ago. <laughs> I don't give. I ain't into your train the way you into your train. It's got tracks, and it's like okay, cute, and it's just like hard to sustain that level of energy. I think the thing is, it's weird. It just feels like 
we were all at a level together. We reached a point like everyone got married, and then it was like everyone's in their relationships. And I'm like, cool. Can't we just stop at this level? Yeah. Can't <laughs> everyone do what we did? Just sign a contract for a podcast and a pilot <laughs> that <laughs> legally binds you to someone forever. And so there's really. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. No way to ever be gone from them, no matter what you do. And that is what I call commitment. That's what I call love. Now we have to have kids. It's just like it's just like a new level where I don't feel like you're adult. Not just I'm adult, but now it's a further thing that disconnects us. You know, like you once you have a kid, if you're doing it right, at least for, a fir- for the first few years, I think you got to put some of your stuff on hold. So do you feel jealous of these children that like the friends that you were closest to you, they now care about this, their, their, uh, procreate. <laughs> <laughs> they're pro. Are we aliens? <laughs> the way we talk about, it's like, we don't know what a child is or what our parenthood is <laughs> like not understanding. They, they care about their child more than their friendship with you. Oh God, no, please care for the child. It's just more that you're mourning the that the friendship will no longer be the same. In part, yeah, I guess it's like in part the friendship will no longer be the same, but it's also like you and I no longer inhabit the same world. You have a world that is now dictated by a mini t- tyrant. Cute darling has your DNA, I get the attachment. But that is a different world that I live in where I am dominated by a desire for success, a level of which will probably never come, so I'll always be chasing something and comparing myself to other people. We're not on the same page anymore. The minute you have something that you have to that you have to take care of its poop is the moment like with cats. No, you have to stop comparing <laughs> our cats to people's human babies. It's not the same. But there is a there is a certain uh, look, it's on a spectrum. Can we at least agree? That they may be far apart. The yeah, same thing with like geriatric parents. The minute you have to take care of another living creature's 
defecation. What? Keep going. I'm going to see how this all winds up. The moment you have to do that, what? It separates you from the people that don't have to deal with defecation. Defecation, this is the line in the sand. Defecation is a demarcation? Defecation <laughs> is a demarcation, Naomi. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe. Maybe on a spectrum. Here's here's the thing for me personally. Like, I, I just don't have a drive to have a procreate. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's nothing in me. I, I feel satisfied by us and the cats. Thank you so much. And my parents, we when uh, we were in Reading over the holidays, we had a brunch with some of uh, my, my parents and some of our family friends. Yeah. And they all have grandchildren. Right. And they were all talking about their grandchildren. And my parents, I didn't know what, like, what were they going to... They just wanted to know if there was something we were doing in Los Angeles that was comparable to a living, breathing child. And none of it is. Yeah, it isn't. <laughs> and they really, I, uh, they really, I, they want grandchildren. You know, my, my parents are never going to be happy that Paul F. Tompkins followed me on Twitter. It's never going to bring <laughs> them the immeasurable joy that that brings me. And they need something else. They the need... immeasurable joy. <laughs> <laughs> they need a small creature to right. to you know rock in their arms. Well, especially a biracial one. My God, people lose their damn minds over the prospect of Andy and I procreating. Not because we're us, but they're just like, oh my God, your baby's gonna be so gorgeous. And it's like, oh my Lord, just gonna be taupe. I need you all to relax on this biracial baby situation. Just gonna be a little baked potato. You know it. That's what I say. Looking like taters when they come out. <laughs> But it's but it just feels so. A womb is basically just a McDonald's storeroom. Nope, nope. We can't say that. <laughs> That's not what it is. That's a great pull quote. <laughs> what are you talking about? It is. Uh, yeah. It. It's just. It's just. It's just interesting. It just feels like it's. It's so. In, it's so crazy how people who I know. It's like I know your mama longer than you, and yet now she is a total stranger to me. That's what I felt seeing some people where I was like, it just, our lives feel very different now in a way that I was also like, can we stop doing new stuff? We, <laughs> like, I think that's what it is. You, like, so you just want everyone, you want like there to be some kind of like ice nine for everyone that's from Kurt Vonnegut's Catch Cradle that freezes the world. <laughs> you want it, there to just be an ice nine that freezes all the relationships at their best moment so that you yes. can just. The moment of like, most security while also most freedom, which is, and so, cause I don't know, I don't know. And then I get anxious for the, like when I'm around other people's, like around small children, period, then I start to get nervous. Like I'm watching them and I'm afraid they're going to hit their head. And it's like, not even my kid. I just, it, it brings attention into me, Andy. And I don't know, I don't know how to reconcile it. That's why I'm not, you would have thought I would have become cool Aunt Naomi, but first of all, everyone keep popping out these kids left and fucking right. I can't afford all your kids. They ain't all getting a birthday present. <laughs> so that's step one. I can't support y'all. Hey, look, I'm j let me just pitch something. Great. That maybe the tension will be resolved if we have a child. Absolutely not. So let's let's test it. <laughs> what's what's the worst that could happen? Like, look, I'm not trying to have a kid. Like I don't, like, even the idea of wanting to procreate can feel so funky to me because I don't, like, I have terrible vision. I had braces twice. I'm depressed. Must we perpetuate these genes? It would never occur to me. It would never occur to me to mix it up and make another one. What if we get some of that CRISPR in there to uh, change our chromosomes <laughs> so that it's got, it comes out straight teeth? <laughs> sunniest disposition sunniest. on God's green earth. Oh my God, your optimism, neither one of our eyesight. 2040 vision. <laughs> Is that better? Is that better than 2020? Sounds like it might be. 2080. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> if we can change the genes as much as we want, let's do 22,000. I just get I just get so nervous by it. So I don't know. I just thought about that a lot because we were around a lot of kids. You're good with them though. Like sometimes I see you with kids and I'm like, wow, Andy, you could probably do this. Good with birds, good with kids. Andy Beckerman, 2020, running for president! <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. 
That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. And we're back with a wonderful, hilarious LOL set, don't you think? I am very excited for this one. Uh, Naomi, you were just on their podcast a little while ago. Yes, I was. A couple weeks ago, I was on Seek Treatment, hosted by our next act, Pat Regan and Catherine Cohen. In addition to their podcast, Catherine hosts the monthly variety show at Club Coming in New York City East Village and co-hosts It's a Guy Thing at Union Hall. And Pat has been named one of Comedy Central's Comics to Watch. So you know, these are two young gals on the rise. Roll it! So our, our friendship actually isn't a competition because actually she's a woman and I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. So that kind of has different leaks. Yeah, our podcast, sort of, if you want to know, which I feel bad for you, um, it's <laughs> about boys, sex, fucking, dating, and love. And it sort of answers the question, what would happen if a straight girl and a gay guy were friends? Because guess what? Because guess what? It's not such a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least our thesis, anyways. I feel so like unnatural. Like I was trying to be cool. I'm like, I'm gonna like bring a on stage. Like, I, 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 I never do this. I know we never do. We never do. It's this. also the day. It's also the day. It's the day. It's a day. It's um. This is atypical. You're not getting a typical kind of no, moment. No, 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 no. Um, Things are really pl- actually insane today. But do you want to do like a cheers and then put it down? Okay, let's do a cheers and put okay, it down. Cheers, cheers to, to us. us. Okay, cool. <laughs> so good. I love shit like this. Oh, wait. And this is going to be a podcast that we have to explain. We have to explain um, to those listening. We were holding cups before. Yeah. And also for those listening at home, I look absolutely gorgeous. What's so crazy is that me and Kat both are so tired right now. So we came in expecting both to look bad. And then we saw each other and we were like, you look good. You look good. I know. It was just like sometimes in this town. I know. When something goes your way for once. Yeah. It's huge. It is huge. And as you guys know, my day job is sort of walking around the West Village saying, this town, this town. (laughs) Over and over again until I pass away. And my day job, conversely, is I am actually so good at comedy that I am a nanny. (laughs) And, um... And so that's definitely working out for me since becoming a nanny. Um, I have lost... I have lost the following things. Mm -hmm. Um... uh, an adult's razor scooter, the little girl's backpack, the little girl's jacket, a stranger's jacket that looked like the little girl's jacket. (laughs) And a credit card. And this is the part where I sort of do a dance? Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I talk, Catherine dances. Sometimes Catherine sings, I stay on there. Yeah, I think words are actually music. And I... (laughs) Cool, wait, do you want to kind of go off on that? Yeah, I think that, okay. (laughs) I was just kidding. Oh, shit is trippy. Okay, cool. Wait, we're going so fast. I know, wait, I feel actually psycho right now. Me too, and I have this whole time. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, we so haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen each other since 3 a.m. last night. 3 a.m. last night. Let me paint a picture. Paint a picture for you. Okay, yeah. They're gonna <laughs> we're, living, we're living an absolutely gorgeous party that both of us had a horrible time at. And um, <laughs> I never had fun in my whole entire why life. Why is once. the rain on coming in on at the sides these days? <laughs> I, know. I, I grew up. I grew up in. A, I grew up in a town where <laughs> you expect the rain to come down. Up, maybe, sure. I, but ver- operating on a vertical plane. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I go onto social media, toxic social media, your Instagrams, your yeah. Facebooks. Problematic, even still, problematic. And I look at my, uh, you know, my college classmates, even sad, my high school classmates, <laughs> and it's like they're living in these small towns, these sad lives, but yeah. the rain comes down there. And yeah. a part of me thinks maybe it's nice to have kind of a simpler life. Um, Do you ever talk to someone, you're catching up with someone, and then you, you feel bad because your life's so amazing that you don't want to, like, tell them what's going on with you? Every time I talk to anyone from my past i feel like i'm um hannah in that scene from season one girls where yeah. she's going home and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's like you're from new york you're inherently more interesting than these people <laughs> um is that okay is it kind of okay to connect with lena dunham in these times i had um i know am i safe I know. am i safe i know i would love if someone was like so mad that we like her it's like are you okay. it's like there's other stuff there's um, other stuff there's like get over, it. get over can it can i say but also we won't die on that hill so if you don't like us over it like we'll drop it in a second yeah, oh 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 oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we'll do anything you want like we have absolutely nothing to live for we live and die by your approval I don't even know who's in this room that's the whole thing I it's know it's completely black I know it's, it's completely black do you know that I okay. have, can, we, can, can I do I one stop? thing okay 
I don't Who's gonna make, talk first? I don't want to make you feel bad. Okay, I love, I, had, I, I love that. But I had sex. So Catherine, so this is another important part of our relationship is Catherine's sex positive, I'm sex negative. Um, I love this stuff, can't get enough of it. I'm, I'm on my knees lapping this shit up. And for me... <laughs> Not actual shit, am I right? But if you, if you are into that, that's cool. <laughs> is it? I don't, I don't know. Jerry's out. Okay, cool. To lunch. Um, just like kind of blink twice when you're done. I, um, <laughs> I, on the other hand, believe that sex should be shrouded in guilt and shame. You know, I wasn't raised in a barn. Right. Um, so that's hard. I haven't hooked up since August. Not really by choice, but... I know. What are we going to do about you? I know. We can't figure out why you can't hook up. Can I say something? I'm also recently single. Thank you so much, Stacey, to don't all hop up here at once. But um, <laughs> I think we should just let them know, like, we're both sort of looking. And what we're I want to say about this is, if you're into either of us, and for the record, I, I'm straight. She's straight. I am gay. I'm is a gay it, man. I hope that's that's okay. why I act this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm addicted to it. Um, <laughs> and if you're if you're into what you're seeing tonight. Truly. On, on any level. On any level. Even if you're just having even if you're not that into it, but you're like having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> feel free there's feel free to come forward. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not alone. Yeah, totally. It doesn't make Reach you out. fucked up to yeah. be into us. Yeah. Um because okay, we always gonna tepid. Um wait, who's wait, okay. <laughs> For real, for real, for real. Only answer this if you feel safe to do so. Who's gay here? Okay. Okay, actually, so few. I know, so few, which is actually scary because sometimes we um, worry that straight people can't access us in our comedy. And and honestly, the way I feel towards it is like, if you are straight and you can access, that's actually really sad. It's like, move home and reconnect with your family at that point. (laughs) <laughs> Something essential has been lost. Yeah, um, like whatever happened to family values. Right. Um, wait, wait. What were we going to talk about? The night. The night. Okay, so we recently had a night. But also I wanted to say, um, f- just so we're on, th- my type is anyone who doesn't care if I live or die. <laughs> and what's your type? Um, my type is like, um, definitely kind of someone psycho, but also like, um, hot. Remember when I found out someone I matched with on Tinder like was an actual murderer and I was like actually stressed and you were like, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I and know. I was like, it's actually not funny and I actually can't go into details so fucking, because I'm scared. It's so fucking cool to be like into psychos these days, but then like when someone's actually psycho, everyone's like, oh, that's unsafe. And I'm like, no, that's still hot. It's like, you're not, you're not, walk the walk. Yeah, it's walk the walk. It's like, if you're going to say you like psychos, hook up with a fucking murderer, please. Wait, you know, speaking of psychos, I, mean, I, I want to come clean about something. Okay. We've spent the past months being like, what, who, why, and when is Post Malone? Yeah, we don't understand what and Post we don't Malone wanna, is. And we don't want to know. So we don't want to know. But today, today, I looked, I looked him up. You looked up Post Malone? I was curious. Wow. You could have called to me in a moment I, of weakness. Well, I knew I was going to see you. I know, but you could have called me and been like, I'm thinking about looking up Post Malone right now. And I would have been like, <laughs> Catherine, you are loved. You are beautiful. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I would have told you whatever you I didn't, to hear. but here's the thing. I didn't find out what I needed to know. Okay, cool. I'm like, at the, what's it called? Because this is the thing. When they're no like, one, like, it's like in the crime drama when they have the string and they're connecting. Yeah, like, th- that's not called anything. You always have to describe it. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> can we make a word for that thing? Uh, oh my God, I'm so sick. I, of it. I think about that all the time. I know, I, I'm constantly referencing <laughs> the court boards and the threads. It's like most of my life is explaining that thing. Um,. Sometimes I just say beautiful mind, but it's not as funny. It's not beautiful mind, though. It's like it's, it's um, not beautiful mind. It's but True Detective, <laughs> mashup beautiful mind. Did you watch True Detective season one? Cool. <laughs> and it's like I mean, like, I don't like I don't know. It's like I was in a fake state. Like why did I do that? Sometimes you don't even know. It was what a different we time. I was dating someone else. Like I don't. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, wait, so wait, what was your whole point? Oh, right, so the internet doesn't even know what Post Malone is. Because here's the thing, we're all kind of beating ourselves up over not knowing what Post Malone is. But, like, <laughs> if we just talk about it, we'll yeah. learn that actually no one knows <laughs> who or what Post Malone is. And, like, then <laughs> it's a shared experience. <laughs> and then we're connected with one another. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful about what your experience this morning is if I not even the internet himself or herself Thank you. Um, didn't know what Post Malone was. It wasn't this morning. Okay. When was it? This afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but I'm I've always wanted to sort of like be in a mahogany room and sort of turn and go, this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what my new um, dream is? No. To be fucked near antlers, like on the oh, wall. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you know? I think there's... I've just Wait, can I stop? And can I stop after you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I don't like? What? And I don't know. 
where everyone stands on this. Okay. And this is what's happened to me recently. Okay. I don't like <laughs> sex on the on the side. I know. Oh, wait, you know I don't like laying on my side. <laughs> okay, yeah. And getting fucked. Do you okay. guys like that? Am I weird? Do you guys like sex on your you sides? Like, like, well, raise your hand if you like sex on your side. Okay. Oh, okay. So wait, what is good about it? Because it's like... Because you can go to sleep. No. Oh, my God. Get up here. Get Take up my, here. You Take. earn this, Mike. She's like, yeah, sex on your side. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? What's the deal with that's sex how comi- on your side? <laughs> that's how comedy works. Okay. That um, was good. I've never had sex on my side. You never had sex on your side? I've had extremely little Don't sex. Don't put me on my side. I'm like, on top, absolute, absolute bottom, short. That's when you sleep, huh? <laughs> <laughs> side. It's like... <laughs> Training wheels. I need training wheels. I don't. I know. Side is crazy. Side is crazy. What I learned, I, I'm just not flexible enough at the end of the fucking day. Yeah. Um, and guess what? Like that's okay. Yeah. Um, what, what's so beautiful about being 30 is that you realize it's like actually. Don't. Just so I'm. I'm not 30. <laughs> you were trying to drag me into your. But to your anyone? Storm. But let's. I never. I never do this. But did you guys think I was 30 from kind of my like face and even like my energy? You thought I was 30 from my face. Okay. Good answer. No, There's only no. one answer. That was like so weird. Um, okay, I don't care. I'm not even close to I, I don't have experience. I don't have um, existential worry about getting older. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, we didn't even talk about the night, but I don't care. Okay, no, we can talk about it. We have time. Uh, is it even funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll find out. Yeah. We went to a party is our whole point. And, um, Wait, what would you say? We went to a party is our whole point. Oh, yeah, the whole point is that we went to a party. <laughs> And we didn't, it was so funny. We went, like, for fun. Yeah, and then like, when we got there, we were like, oh, no, oh, no. The whole night is going to be about us trying to fuck. Yeah, that was, like, the whole night. It was you know when you, like, you're, like, you think you're just going to an event, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, here, brother, here we go. I know, totally. And which also, by the way, leads me to also, I have to mention, like, I recently found out Naomi and Andy met um, in an improv show. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many fucking improv shows I've left mm-hmm. without a fiancé. <laughs> and, um... I was like, okay, this was a huge waste of everyone's time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we go and we're like, oh my god, it's like a dance situation. There's a DJ. It's like really. And we thought we looked so good, and then we get the photo booth. Yeah, it's back. so crazy when it's you so think funny. you look so good, and it's then so you funny. get the photo booth pictures back, and it's like, okay, no one fucking told me. Right. Um, <laughs> and then you feel like betrayed in this weird way, I but know. um, but so anyway, so like, there, it's like a straight space, kind of mostly, but also it, no, like, it was it was the straightest space I've, I've ever been to. But then it was also like in the industry, so like you definitely know like being in the industry, like there's definitely gay. Is a foot and um, <laughs> sometimes tippy toes. I, I know. I think um, I wish that um, like you know when you're a kid and everyone would say things like if you wear an earring in your left ear, it actually means you're gay. Yeah. Like that was scary when I was a kid, but now I wish it was true because it's um, <laughs> sometimes hard to know when you're like for me it's so hard because I pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait. Um, on on Saturday on Saturday this girl told me that my type is guys who seem gay. And your type is guys who seem straight. And that's what's hard for us is because often the guys I want to um, hook up with are straight and the guys Catherine wants to hook up with are gay. So... So sort of, can you even process that? <laughs> um, mind equals blown AF meme. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, so we're at this party. Anyways, this party, we look amazing. But we're I'm sharing like, a Red Bull. And I'm like, this actually might end up well because definitely most people are straight but sometimes when most people are straight actually I'm like, maybe it'll work in my favor because if there are gays here I'll be one of their only options. <laughs> so that could be huge. And we're into the same kind of guys. We're into the same kind no, of no, guys. No, no, no. You no, care about body. No. I only care about face. Yeah, yeah. But don't like, you're like not Wait. allowed to say you care about body in 2018. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't I don't care about it. I, I, okay, I don't care about face. Okay, we both care. <laughs> we both care about souls. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so okay, so right. a big closer. So like a big closer. Um, <laughs> we haven't gotten to the whole point. We, uh, essentially, oh, I did have like a long distance relationship during the party. Okay, so Catherine I, like, connected with someone. So basically, like we ran to this guy with in a leather jacket who like the leather jacket was, was, he was mean. It was just a trick. Like his he wasn't hot, but he was like dressed hot and. Yeah. Um, he, Catherine and him kind of like got together and like they weren't like. I think we had a three minute conversation. <laughs> but for a while I was like kind of like, okay, Catherine's like with someone. Like I'm yeah. single now. Like and I was trying to like, yeah. create my own life for myself at the party. And um, <laughs> but then like Catherine and the guy got into a fight and I was like, oh my God, you Wait, and your girl are single again. It was like hot, but it wasn't hot. So then we were two single girls on the town again. And then, um, but then they briefly got back together. I know, but then we broke up. I know. They were on again, off again. And um, spoiler alert, the night ends with. Us both crying. No. <laughs> Wait, so what? we also like to do this thing every once in a while in our friendship where we just kind of quickly check in. Um, okay, but yeah, that'll be the closer. We have to go. Okay, I know. We are I going. can tell they're absolutely furious. I know, you guys are mad. Okay, so we, we just like to check in. 
<laughs> Wait, I just check in and say, just are you mad at me? Because okay. actually, anyone at any given time can be mad at you, and it's terrifying to be alive. Every morning I wake up and I think, I drink a liter of water, and then I think. She drinks so much water. I go through it's my so good. head, I think. I think of all my friends. I go through my. I'm thinking if any of them can be mad at me. <laughs> yeah. So are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I think you look amazing. Really? We had so much fun last night. Oh well, no, we did not fun. I thought you were mad at me on Friday. Wait, what? I thought you were no, mad at me Friday. You thought I was mad at you on Friday. I wasn't yeah. mad at you on Friday, but I was unable to have fun in the context that you put me in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no one's fault. It's okay, my, was it, I have was trouble it, was having it, was fun. It was an intimate housewarming followed by sort of a, a, a okay, I sh- okay, but first of all, okay, we were being like, but. Uh, uh, they were all going dancing, and I wasn't going to go dancing. And one of the Australians kept saying, "Like Pat, the thing is, you're only on this earth once." And so, like, I was going up dancing, and I couldn't have fun. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me. Are you mad at me? Mm. <laughs> Let me look at you. No. Cool. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you guys so, so much. much. Listen to our podcast. Bye. Oh my God! Sex positive, sex negative, <laughs> sex neutral. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. I would definitely say I am sex negative. I am sex neutral. <laughs> and together, it's electric. <laughs> it is I wonder why electric. we don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you're into it, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars. You know how we live. On Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you live in Los Angeles, our next live show is February 2nd at The Virgil. At 8 p.m. Great lineup. Garfunkel and Oates. Frangela. A lot of other great people. You can get tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com. If you just click on See Us Live. You know it. Also, Naomi, you're going to be in back in New York doing stand-up in February. Ooh, baby. In a month, okay? February 22nd, 7.30 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn. You can catch me. I'm going to be doing a real long set. And I got that sweet, funny Joe Firestone. Open it up for me, so it's going to be a good time. For social media, you can find the show on Twitter, at Naomi and Andy, and you can find Naomi at Blacktress and me at Andy Beckerman. And on Instagram, you can find the show at Couples Therapy Pod. Uh, if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com, you can get merch for the show. We have t-shirts and mugs and lots of other cool stuff. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter, uh, so uh, we don't send them out very often, but we'll let you know when we're coming to your town to do a live show. And maybe there'll be some other fun surprises in there, so sign up. And also, now we've got a call in line. Bow, 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 bow. You guys, if you've got relationship questions, if you want us to answer them, give us a call. All right? We did those, uh, we did a lot of uh, the, the advice questions uh, a couple episodes ago. It was really fun, and we thought, how can we kick this up a notch? Bam, just like whatever that chef was, Emerald. Hey, so uh, if you call 323-524-7839, again, that's 323-524-7839, that's 323-524-STU, or 323-524-RUDY, Naomi hated both of those, but I think they're great mnemonic devices. Uh, Ask your questions, we'll play them on air, and then answer them in the future. Yep, so you know what? Reach out and touch a bitch! All right, everyone. Uh, If you live in L.A., we hope to see you at the next live show. Uh, If you don't live in L.A., maybe we'll see you at a show in the future. Naomi, what a lovely time to spend with you. You keep me young, Andy. See you next time. Bye. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget only cover the latest in entertainment but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source that's right we have celebrity guest hosts exclusive interviews and it all goes down on the bother alert show podcast we are your number one source for the culture so like dj Khaled says don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me Sue solo and it's all produced by me oct on the ball alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. 
I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. Icy stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee. For to labor. Here's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.